I'm sure pretty much all of us have some foods that we are not terribly fond of eating. I myself have a particular aversion to stink bug casserole, but maybe that's just me. I don't really hear other kids say that they don't like to eat it, so maybe I should give it another try. If we are really stubborn about it, some interesting consequences might happen. And I must say, there are certain lessons that I would prefer not to learn from my elders. In this story, we learn what happens when we encounter Granny Heckle's Teeth, written by Alan Davies and read for us by Nicole Goodnight. Granny Heckle's Teeth by Adam Davies Johnny was ten, and Johnny did not like vegetables or fruit. In fact, Johnny had never eaten a single piece of fruit or a single vegetable, not once in his entire life. I don't, don't, don't like them. He would stutter to his parents whenever they tried to sneak some into his food. He didn't know if it was true. How could he when he hadn't tried them? It was just that it was so easy to get his parents to give him something nicer. All he had to do was complain, 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 and stave off the hunger long enough for his parents to crack. His parents wouldn't let him go hungry, so he always got his way. Best of all, the alternatives they gave him were always crammed full of sugar and E-numbers, Johnny's favorite. His parents were at their wit's end, and so they packed him off for a week to stay with Granny Heckle, because that's where naughty children get sent. Granny Heckle was a fearsome old crone, so hunched that she was scarcely taller than the ten-year-old Johnny. Her gray hair pulled into a fiercely tight bun, she had a hooked nose and wrinkled skin. Her left eye was too big, her right no more than a tiny squint. Her appearance would have made Disney proud. She had a sparkle in the oversized right eye, a devilish glint Johnny heard his parents describe it as. Oh, but her teeth, they were perfect and almost blinding white. They were so out of place on her wizened face, framed by those puckered lips and hairy chin. Gosh, Granny, how do you get your teeth so white? Asked Johnny's mother. What, these? Falsies, my dear. A gift from an old friend. She said, waving a box around. The gift tag read to Granny. Hope these come in handy. Hannibal L. Johnny was terrified. She had a Hollywood smile, but graveyard breath, and he vowed that morning he would never kiss Granny Heckle again. Is she my real Granny? The terrified Johnny whispered to his parents. Of course I'm not, Johnny. You've got two sets of grandparents already, ain't ya? Old Granny Heckle is just here to help families who need a little nudge in the right direction. <laughs> Granny cackled with laughter at this as she winked her huge left eye at Johnny in a knowing way. Granny Heckle encouraged him to look around whilst she and his parents had a cup of tea and talked about his fussy eating and the arrangements for the week. She lived in a dark thatched cottage in the countryside surrounded by forest. It looked small from the outside but sprawled out endlessly within. The overgrown gardens made an enthralling playground for an adventurous child. Her kitchen was a hodgepot junkyard. A huge farmhouse table, far too big for the cramped space, dominated the room. Pots and pans hung from every piece of wall space. 
An ancient-looking stove stood against one wall, a tiny window over the sink giving meager light. Johnny heard a scuttling in the semi-darkness. An enormous rat ran into his line of sight and stopped to look at him, bold as brass. It sniffed the air, then ran out of view underneath the stove. Johnny shivered, a city boy. Rats were not his thing. Johnny went through a door and was surprised to find himself back in the lounge with Granny Heckle and his parents. That, too, was a treasure trove of clutter and mess. Johnny looked around for toys or games, something to occupy his time. The best he saw was a large jar of marbles sat on an overflowing bookshelf. He was not looking forward to this weekend at all. I saw a rat, Johnny said with his characteristic stammer, joining the grown-ups in the lounge. Granny Heckle shot a withering look at a monstrously fat ginger cat, with whiskers so long they looked more like tentacles, who lay melted over the back of a chair. That's your job, Thulu, you lazy flea bag. She admonished the sleeping feline. He grudgingly opened his eye a quarter, then closed it and went back to sleep. Johnny's parents left, his mother hugging him furiously in a tearful embrace. Then he was alone for a week with Granny Heckle. A grandfather clock ticked, a rhythmic backdrop to the silence of the room. Granny Heckle stared at Johnny. He stared back. My mom and dad said you have a devil's glint in your eye, said Johnny. Of course. I have. I got it from the devil himself. She replied, smiling. Really? Johnny asked. Really? She nodded. When he was little, the devil was sent to stay with me and was a terribly naughty child. Always stabbing things with forks and starting little fires. So I told him straight, Lucifer, for that is his real name. If you keep this up, I'll steal the fire from your eyes and make you use a fork so big it'll be too heavy for you to stab anything with. Johnny just stared at her as Granny Heckle burst into a raucous, rasping laugh. <laughs> as she laughed, her teeth flew out of her mouth and landed on the floor in the center of the room. Thulu leapt up from his slumber and fled the room yowling. The day passed with Johnny exploring the garden, and at dinner time, Granny Heckle put a huge bowl of foul-smelling boiled sprouts in front of him. I don't like them, he protested, pushing them away. Well, what's that to like? asked Granny Heckle. These aren't sprouts, you know. Oh no, these are miniature fairy cabbages I grow in my own garden. Exceedingly rare. I won the seeds from a drunken fairy once playing poker. Johnny, let me tell you. If you can't hold your fairy juice, don't play cards with old Granny Heckle. <laughs> she laughed herself into a phlegmy coughing fit. What's the di difference between a sprout and a miniature cabbage anyway? They both taste d d disgusting. Eat your veg or you'll go hungry. She snapped at him. He did not. So when night came, he lay hungry and alone in his dark and creaking bedroom. Eventually, he fell asleep. Johnny. Johnny. He started awake. He could hear Granny Heckle calling him. Her voice sounded different, though, muffled and like she was gargling. He got out of bed and fumbled in the darkness to make his way into the corridor and paused, not knowing which of the bedrooms housed the sleeping Granny Heckle. 
There seemed more doors than he remembered. Johnny, you must be hungry. Come and get something to eat with me. He followed her voice and pushed open the creaking door. The room was gloomy, but a strange greenish glow came from the bedside table. There, glowing in a jar of water, were Granny Heckle's false teeth. Johnny, we're both hungry, said the teeth in the jar with Granny Heckle's voice. In the bed next to them, Granny Heckle snored loud enough to cause a small earthquake. By your sleep, Johnny asked, confused. I know, no point waking her up just to grab a quick snack. Just carry me down to the kitchen and we can let Granny have some beauty sleep. She needs it. Oh, okay. Johnny stammered hungrily and picked up the glass carefully and carried it into the kitchen. Do you want me to make you something? Asked Johnny, shoveling a ham sandwich into his mouth. The rat from earlier scuttled out to see what was going on. No, you just go back to bed and get some sleep. Thanks, Johnny, said the teeth. The next morning, Johnny was awoken by Granny Heckle stomping into his room. Where's my teeth? Granny mumbled. Downstairs in the kitchen, Johnny stammered. He followed her down. The teeth were in the jar on the kitchen table. Next to them lay an enormous rat's tail. The water in the jar had turned a reddish pink. Granny Heckle fished out the teeth and put them in her mouth. She squeaked when she tried to talk. It wasn't until after lunch that Granny Heckle got her own voice back. Another day exploring the garden left Johnny exhausted. Dinner this time was a plate of crunchy raw carrots. I don't like them. He protested and once again pushed them away. What's the matter this time? It's not even a vegetable. Carrots are vegetables, said Johnny. Ridiculous, it's a snowman's nose. Is your nose a vegetable? Said Granny Heckle, grabbing Johnny's nose with her bony and surprisingly strong finger and pulling him towards her face. Suppose I eat your nose, I bet you won't say that's a vegetable, will you? It's only a snowman's nose, but because we put them there protested Johnny, trying desperately to writhe away from Granny Heckle's rancid breath. That shows what you know. I'd have liked to see you in the last ice age when snowmen ruled the earth. Good luck calling those vicious things vegetable noses. Now, eat your veg or you'll go hungry. Granny Heckle snapped. He wouldn't eat them, so he went to bed hungry and grumbling. That night he awoke to the familiar call of the teeth. Johnny, Johnny, are you hungry? Johnny carried the jar downstairs. Not the kitchen, take me in here, Granny's teeth said. Just put me here on the table next to the chair. Thulu was still asleep, draped over the chair back. Now you go get a jam sandwich and get back to bed, Johnny, said the teeth. And for once, Johnny did as he was told. What's for breakfast? Johnny asked hungrily when he came down in the morning. Meow, said Granny Heckle and coughed up a furball. Apart from the hunger, Johnny was enjoying his time with the cranky old crone. She told him wild stories about all the naughty children who came to stay with her. Everyone who's naughty comes to stay with old Granny Heckle at some point. I straighten them all out in the end. (laughs) She cackled with laughter. (laughs) Now eat your veg, she commanded. Johnny said no. That night was Johnny's last night, and he again woke to the familiar gargling call of the teeth. I'm hungry, Johnny. Will you feed me? 
Johnny crept into Granny Heckle's room once more and grabbed the jar of teeth. At the top of the stairs, the teeth said to him, I saw some tasty-looking spiders in your room, Johnny. Keep me in there first. Johnny didn't remember seeing any spiders, but it had been very dark. He placed the teeth on the jar next to his bed and said, I'll, I'll go, go, go. I'll go, go, go downstairs and get a sandwich while you eat. Stay, said the teeth in a friendly tone. We're best buddies now, Johnny. You can help me catch them. The next morning, Johnny's parents came to collect him. How's he been, Granny Heckle? Johnny's mother asked, desperate to see her little boy again. He's a lovely boy. Granny Heckle stammered, her voice sounding very different to Johnny's parents than it had done when they first met. Have you been able to get him to eat his vegetables? Johnny's father asked. We can talk about it over lunch, said Granny, putting a plate of soggy cabbage down on the table and a jar filled with water. You know that when a child is a fussy eater, it's always the parents who are to blame, said Granny Heckle, taking out her false teeth and putting them into the jar. You can start without me, she said, leaving the room and closing the door. Later, Granny Heckle sat alone at the table, staring at the teeth in the jar of red water. Did you have to? She asked. It's better this way, the teeth replied. Breaks the cycle. Granny Heckle shrugged and began slurping and gumming on a soggy cabbage leaf. She decided she didn't suit the false teeth anyway. <laughs>